Man, this is great. How you doing? Hey, this is awesome. Hey. I'm really crushing on you. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. Uh, from a guy who's been accused of watching something with dudes. She doesn't seem like a real question asker. Have you ever turned down free oral? Welcome back from theballerlifestyle.com. It is the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. I'm your host. I'm here every week. Joined now, as always, by Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. And also joined this week, very special guest, the Internet's foremost bachelor expert. Of course, I'm talking about the great reality, Steve. Reality, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm doing great. Stoked to be here. Just the show just ended. Uh, they went to Newport, Rhode Island this week. But I have a I have an analogy for our listeners. Uh, okay, let's um, start with that. Whenever Reality Steve joins us, um, it's really kind of a surreal thing for him because Reality Steve's business is spoiling everything. He's, know, he he knows the winner he can't already. Tell us, I know. He probably knows the Bachelor of the next season he already. Does. So of course he does. So. He, he really has to slow his role uh, to accommodate our show because we're the show of no spoilers. We we react on the fly. We don't read a lot of the internet None. intel. No, yeah, we're, we're those so, rubes. We're like those housewives in Des Moines that watch this yeah. shit that think it's fucking real. <laughs> it's we're yeah, and and it, and we we're kind of a throwback to the eighties. We like just watch the show live, yep. and we don't interact with the show at all. So, no. but the the analogy is, and everyone's been in this this corporate environment. Um, the reality when people get fired is that the entire office knows the guy's going to get fired before he gets fired. That's true. That's true. And so you'll go through like you know meetings and whatnot, knowing the guy's going to get canned. He's always the last to know, and you just go through the motions with him. You just you, you play along. You don't want to give it away. You might even be a little bit sympathetic to him. So Steve very much, um, we're the people that have been fired, and Steve's just kind of playing along with us right now. At least at least once or twice every time he comes on, at some point he says, do you want me to just tell you guys? <laughs> That's true. I do find yeah. myself saying that. And I do find myself kind of always – Watching what I say when you ask me a question about a scene or whatever, because yeah. I always think anything out of my mouth. Because there's obviously different types of spoilers. There's something that a spoilery that's could be a location. Well, this guy got to this location. Oh crap! Well, that kind of gives it away or something like that. Like there's so many different levels of spoiling. I know I'm never going to slip and give you the winner, right. but it could be something smaller that could you might need to. Like yeah, and like yeah. oh, I didn't really want to know that. Oh, whoops, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, totally, hundred percent. It's you got to be careful. You're like you're like a CIA agent. You know who spoiled something for me today is that piece of shit weasel, Darren Ravel. You know, it's funny because did you see? You know where I saw that first before Ravel tweeted it out no. was on Facebook. Someone posted a story about. The video they had video footage yeah. of the episode and it leaked last night. Someone tweeted it out last night 
Maybe it was someone that worked for an ABC affiliate that was running the show the next day, but literally someone recorded the end of the show from their phone and said, Hey, James loses tomorrow. Right. And And, and Ravel was like at 9am. He's like, well, it's aired in a bunch of markets already. So I can say what, where is Jeopardy on in the fucking daytime? (laughs) Jeopardy's on. It's a nighttime show. I think in some podunk towns though, I air at 11 a.m. Eastern or Bullshit. you know 11:30. Yeah, so Fuck that weasel. Brand and that was he already had an interview with the guy already up. Oh, like, he did. Oh yeah, no, he had a um, he had quotes. Basically, he had quotes from him, meaning he right. you know he talked to him. But yeah, I read all the quotes and yeah, I've I've been enthralled by that. I, I had it recorded every week. Run. Every episode, every episode, I'm just like I'm not missing this. Jeopardy this is- James is kind of like a is kind of like a Steph Curry in the sense that no one's ever going to play Jeopardy the same way again. There's there's going to exactly. be pre Jeopardy James and post Jeopardy James, and it's never it's not it's not going to be the same game anymore. It's going to be completely different. Yeah, everyone's going to go for the big money first. Yep, and, and everyone's well, you know, you want to say everyone's going to take more of a risk on their daily doubles. Yeah. I don't know if they will because, you know, for James, I think the biggest part was being a professional gambler. Right. Like he's, I, I read interviews with it because he was doing interviews while his streak was going and he was yep. basically saying, look, I'm a professional gambler. I bet a lot of money on games. So for me to throw out a daily double and bet 10,000 or 20,000 of deal. liquidated money, not a big deal. Right. But when I'm playing against, you know, a teacher or a librarian, are they going to have the balls to really bet yeah. 10,000 on daily double? Nope. Probably not, even though it's not real money. That's pretty yeah. smart. Yeah, that's true. So, makes sense. And I don't know if that part will change, but I think going for the big clues first, yep. absolutely will change. Clue hunting, definitely. Well, I think speaking of, speaking of people in, in jeopardy, I oh, think we Jed. need to get in, we oh. need to look into Luke P. Yeah. <laughs> but, but before Luke P, um, the the show kind of maybe stooped to a new low of uh, destination this week. They, um, you know, once the once the show gets past the third episode, they tell the cast members that they are leaving Hollywood or leaving L.A., which always gets people excited. This is like one of the coolest places on earth, but it gets it gets the cast members real excited that they're leaving this place, and it's revealed to them that they're going to Newport, Rhode Island. I was hoping that they were going to Newport Beach because I would be like, oh, you hitting Malarkey's or Rusty <laughs> Pelican? Like, uh, maybe I'll run into you over there. <laughs> Newport, Rhode Island. Which what do you I, think the excitement level was? Who had more excitement? Last season when Becca's guys were told we're going to Virginia <laughs> or this season where they were told we're going to Newport, Rhode Island? <laughs> I mean, is it the same? Th- is Virginia Beach, Virginia, the same as Newport, Rhode Island? <laughs> well, the way I, I would have to to compare the footage to see who leaped onto the bed the best when they ran into their hotel room, because that's the way I tell is who gets the most air, who's legitimately super excited to dive on the bed in the Sheridan that they're being put up in. And yeah. and we have we have to admit, I mean, Virginia. Um, Aesthetically, Virginia is is a, a much uh, more p- aesthetically pleasing spot. You're just dealing with the, the South, and yeah. you know Newport, Rhode Island. This is the, the you know the heart of New England, and I think that there it's just socioeconomically and the quality of person that you're dealing with is uh, it might be a little bit better. I would think so. But, 
Yeah. But it it just looked like a dreary kind of a you know New England town, and and it didn't look too exciting. And um, I will say this: they say we're going to Newport, Rhode Island, and the first one on one date, she says, "Get on the fucking car and get to Boston." Yeah, shows <laughs> you how much they wanted to stay in Newport, yeah. Rhode Island. When you have three dates there, and one of them, thirty three percent of your show is in a completely yeah. other state and city. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Which I found out is an an hour drive from uh, Newport, Rhode Island. And you could tell that Hannah B. isn't too up on her history and that somebody gave her like a crash quiz the night before. And they maybe overdid it a little bit because she thinks that the country of America started and everything just happened in Boston, Massachusetts. That's where everything happened. Yeah, she had a lot of facts. It was pretty. It was a pretty hard watch. She she cruises around with Jed, who I'm really, really starting to dislike. I re- like I, I never liked him. It is kind of nice that he hasn't gotten the acoustic guitar out in two episodes, which I can appreciate. Uh, but everything about him pretty much sucks. I hated his outfit. I hated the whole date. Um, I hated that they had Halo Top ice cream right before a commercial for Halo Top ice cream. Just the whole thing. <laughs> I couldn't fast forward through it fast enough. Right. Although, and I'll ask you guys this: they cruise in to and they they meet they go to the the Celtics practice facility, right? And they rally up with Jalen Brown and and uh, Terry Rozier, which is those guys, by, by the way, yeah. two of two of the top players in the NBA, according to Jet. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that was my my favorite part. The, the pretty much showed Jed's a dumbass when it comes to basketball when. They're not even top five on the Celtics. I mean, I think Kyrie, Hayward, Horford, and Tatum over those yes, four you touch. Right. But they, and Rozier. they actually play. Like, I mean, I was expecting the two last guys, like the two guys that they're rotating from the G League in and out. Like, that's who I sort of expected to see. I'm like, oh, I actually know who these two guys are, which I was surprised. I especially like, I mean, like you guys, I'm a Laker fan. So I go to Boston Garden, the Fleet Center, wherever they're at, and they give me a they give me a Celtics jersey with my name on it. I'm thinking like, how quick can I peel my name off this thing and get it on eBay? Because you know, I'm not being caught dead in a Celtics jersey. But I could not stop fucking laughing. I don't know why. I just couldn't. I found it so fucking hilarious that stupid ass Jed had a, got a Celtics jersey and on the fucking back it just said Jed. <laughs> I don't know why. I could not stop fucking laughing at that. It was the stupidest thing I ever saw. Um, so they play hoop. It's stupid. I don't hate getting sweaty on dates. It was it was so dumb. They played. But you you will admit this. Instead of horse, you will admit this. And one of the things that we've we've said on this on this uh, podcast is not only could Jed carry a tune, which he's been able to do a couple times, his guitar. But the, the guy the guy's got a pretty damn good body. How how hard is it to look shape. good? He's in, shape. in a basketball jersey, let alone a green basketball jersey. The guy pulled it out pretty well. You got to give that. To yeah, Jeff. he's got some shoulders. He's got some arms, and he hit that bank shot. I I mean, I didn't hear him call glass, but it was it was a pretty good distance. He let and it go. He, he made a couple shots. Yeah, reality. Steve uh, played a little ball. I think he played a little junior college ball. Do you think Jed has had played at least some high school ball? Looking at his shot. Yeah, when I saw him shoot, I was like, okay, this is actually yeah. better than I thought it Me would too. look like. Um, so it looks like he's shot hoops at some point in his career, for sure. Um, 
I my takeaway from the date, other than it being just, you know, Terry and yes. um, Jalen, like, wh- what did they pay you to do this? I right. mean, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> I mean, what? How bad did you not want to be there, guys? Like, yeah. it's just it was painfully obvious. But my favorite part is this is a you know a show about relationships and love and possible engagement and marriage. And Hannah gets her relationship advice Loved it. from Jalen Brown Loved it. and a early 20s NBA player. Like, yes. yeah, that's the guy you want. That's the person <laughs> you want to be getting relationship advice from. A guy who's probably got a black book of every girl he's banged in every city. Right. He's he. She's like Jalen. What do you think I should do? I'm dating all these guys, and he's like, "Do what I do. Slide into those DMs. (laughs) Works every time." Like he had any interest in sharing relationship advice with a girl that he had probably met ten minutes earlier. Like, come on. Yeah, it was. She walked into that gym like she's like boys with Terry and Jalen. Oh, here's Terry. Here's Jalen. It's like, bitch. You met him 15 minutes ago. Right. Let's stop it. Jay, I thought I was I was guessing that he was 21. Jalen Brown is 22, so he's got tons of life advice to yeah. offer. <laughs> if any if anybody has a more think about is there any any person in the world that has a more skewed uh, perspective on women and um, in in courting women. And no, keeping women than athlete. a young basketball player. <laughs> no, I mean, how how much ass has he gotten at twenty two, yeah. and how tons, hard has he had to work for any of it? Tons of ass. It's just it's uncanny. Yeah. I, I would like to hear that stories. I'd be, I'd be like, hey, Jalen, I don't want to talk about my lo- love life. I would just, if you don't mind, could I smell your fingers? I think I think the other thing we could even take from this, and I'm stealing this from somebody on Twitter who tweeted it at me after the uh, after the date or during the date or whatever. It almost seems like Hannah should have been giving advice to the Celtics. Of course, after, she's older. After the dumpster fire they just went through this season with all the <laughs> yeah. drama, their 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 team chemistry drama was about equal to what we're seeing on the Bachelorette. Right, it's great. All the guys like it, Luke P is Kyrie. Kyrie is Luke P. Like that's yeah. we all hate him and we don't like him. We that's don't want him to be it. here. Like that's who. And the uh, yes, I did. I did notice that the that the theme of this date and it kind of speaks to each of their simplicity. And I will. I will. I, I wrote down a note that they 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 did a cheers to frozen dessert, uh, which is just stupid. Halo top. Um, yeah, and. They're, they they both numerous times admitted that the reason why they like each other is because it's just so easy. So easy. They use word they use words like effortless, simple, no pressure. I don't have to work. Yeah, because they're both to, stupid. Yeah, to me that that it sums this couple up perfectly. They could just they could exist after the show just being simple together. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this for the third time in the last like six or seven episodes of this franchise, um, the 
the show has kind of broken down the fourth wall and kind of just kind of, I don't know, revealed something interesting about itself. It started out like late last season um, when what was the big reveal? Like they just kind of came forward with something and you're like, man, that that just never happens. It was uh, it was what's it Colton season? And the, whole, like, the whole Cassie wanting to leave yeah. and fence jumping. And then yeah. jump and then chasing like that part. Uh, maybe, but the, there was just something I remember late last season. It's like, wait a minute. This show is like so self-aware now that they're just openly admitting things that you're not really supposed to admit. Like last uh, last episode, they used the, the term pity rose just yeah. like it's a thing. Like, right. oh, yeah, he's working on a pity, pity rose. Like, uh, again, it's a show that has been on so long that, that it just people only know the show and they, they, they've come up with these terms. And then in this episode um, – Jed admits like one of the first things he admits at dinner time is that I have something to admit to you. You know, when I first thought about coming on this show, it had really nothing to do with Hannah B. It was because I take my music seriously. It's my life. It's my world. And he said, point blank, I, I considered this show a huge platform. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what I remember from last season was the two girls talking about, being the bachelorette as opposed to winning Colton. Remember they're like, yeah, we talked about being the next bachelorette. That's kind of a a strange thing to like talk about on the show. So what do you think about this, Steve? You're, you're, you're the, the most, uh, the biggest expert in this franchise's history. What do you think about them kind of breaking down the fourth wall and just kind of talking about this? Jed openly admitting that he came on the show as a huge platform. He's not the only person that's ever done it, but he's the first person that's admitted it. Right. Yeah, I think he was, but the way he followed it up with, but then once I yeah. am with you, I realized smooth move. Yeah, I, it's like I don't, I don't buy it. Like I, I don't, buy, I, I believe he told the story knowing what his, how he was going to end his story. Like the only reason he brought that up was because he was going to follow it with a, but I don't care about that anymore because I have you. And I just thought that was, I, I, I thought it was sketchy. I didn't, I didn't. I don't buy it. I don't buy what he's selling. It also does. It doesn't stand up to reason. Like what's like? I like the Dodgers. I've always liked the Dodgers. Biggest Dodger fan. I all like. I just care about the Dodgers so much. But now that I met you, fuck the Dodgers. I could give a fuck about the Dodgers anymore. Like you could. He could still pursue his music career and have a girlfriend or a fiance or whatever. It's not like he has to choose between the two. That's insane. So what? So which which don't you believe, Steve? Because I think I might have the exact opposite opinion. I I choose to believe that he very much went on the show because of the platform, and there's a there's a pretty good chance he's still on the show for that platform. Are you saying that that he wasn't telling the truth? That was just a a cute way of setting up something endearing or something? Yeah, that's that's the way I looked at yeah. it. Like, wow, absolutely, absolutely, he was on the show to promote something, but when he followed it up with, but. Now that I realize I don't care about that, I don't care about promoting my music, I'm here for you. That's the part I didn't buy because we he's right. still on the show to promote, like, yep. but he tried to follow it up to, to undercut his whole point of right when I first thought about this, I knew it would be good promotion for me yep. I, by undercutting it by saying, but, but I'm here for you now, now that I'm in it and I see you, this isn't for show. I don't buy that part of it. I think he's just saying that to say it um, now w- without spoiling anything. Was Jed any 
was he in anybody in music? What was he? Like, he does the Nashville scene or something. He's a country music singer. Was he in anybody? A YouTube star or anything? No, no. He's just a. He's just a. I don't want to say an up and comer, but he's. Uh, he's not the. I know he's not the lead singer in his band. Um, oh, he's in a what? band. <laughs> well, he's. He has. If you look on his Twitter and Instagram, he he has promoted a couple singles that he's released. But I know people that have seen him out in Nashville mm-hmm. performing and he's not the lead singer. He's up there playing guitar and he's in background. So he's obviously one of these guys that's trying to make it for himself. He's already promoted on Instagram. I think it was today that uh, I think there's like the big music fest is in Nashville this weekend and he'll be performing at this place on Friday, <laughs> uh, this place on Saturday night. Yeah. So he's already go. out there telling people to show up and he absolutely, I mean, if a musician goes on this show, it's I don't care what you say and what you it's because you want to get your name out there for music. And this show is watched by millions of people. It's a popular show. It's been around for 17 years and 38 seasons. Of course you're going on the show to promote your music. Don't yep. pretend that you aren't. And not. don't try and undercut it by saying, Well, I don't care about it anymore because now that I'm here with yeah. you, like this isn't about the show. At, at least, nice. at least yeah. if you're acoustic guitar guy, like Jed, you're promoting something besides the fact the rest of these people are just trying to become influencers. Like that's, that's their whole yeah. thing. They don't even They're have the to be acoustic famous. guitar. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, and, but I, I will say this, but whatever he was selling, whatever his, uh, his, um, I don't know, deception was or not. She fell for it. Totally. Hook, wine and sinker cool. gave him the rose Jed, um, you know, was one of our favorites coming out of the first couple of weeks. He's still up there, I believe, yep. regardless of that uh, strange little admission that he had. So, um, although they, I, I will, although they previewed some some beef with, uh, oh yeah, my oh, guy yeah. Tyler. So it looks and I know like Steve Tyler. Yeah, it looks like Tyler was calling him like a, a douchebag or yeah. something. So that, that might work. Now, I will say this. Um, the show is under contract to uh, obligatorily go back to the house and get some testimonials from the guys. They basically have them all in a room, and they all say the same stupid thing about how important it is to get a one-on-one date. Yes. Um, the old cliches, you know, I, I, you know, the, the group dates are fine, but I'm really looking forward to that one-on-one date so I could get to know her a little bit better. And I, you know, I want to take our I want to take it to the next level. You know what the I want. To, I want to confirm the feelings that we have. So they had to do that for three minutes, um, and then they read aloud the group daters, and our guy, um, Luke P. the lunatic Luke yep. P, has been uh, put on a a group date that to me to me just kind of was like it was a setup for something horrible to happen. Um, it, it was a, a rugby match between a lot of dudes who are just dying for her affection and dying not to be embarrassed. Yeah. But if, if you took the three of us yeah. un, untrained, we didn't do any kind of calisthenics. We didn't like, we didn't do any kind of warm up, and they, and, and they said, we're going to teach you rugby nope. right now. And then you're going to play in a rugby game. Nope. There's no question we're no. going to have pulled muscles, broken bones, yeah. separated shoulders. It was like a, it was it was so it was so inevitable that something violent was going to happen. Even if you didn't have this freaking uh, roided up Luke P as one yeah. of the guys, 
So they have these freaking guys playing rugby, which I don't even understand the rules. I've, I've spent my entire life uh, trying not to know what rugby it's is. It's a great game. It's way better than American fine, football. But fine. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so uh, they get a bunch of testosterone in a yeah. game. And uh, one of the guys that looks like Tim Tebow, Kevin. Uh, which, by the way. He does look it, like Tim Tebow. Getting hurt in these athletic no. activities is a great way to get a rose. I mean, it's yeah, it's a it's true. a sure that's way true. to get a rose, that's right? True. That's so smart. so what? So he uh, Tim Tebow um, he breaks gets his in shoulder an ambulance because yeah. in the in the in the teasing and the teases. I think it, even from the first episode on, we saw somebody in an ambulance, and it, of course they overplay it. I mean, you it's could a, just give him a ride in a production van or something. Like it's a yeah. shoulder; it's not a yeah. head. Or a, a bigger man would have just had somebody like one of those slot and get back on the field. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but the big Snap thing happened it back between, in like rigs. Yeah, the the big thing happened between Luke P and Luke S. This is the very center of the episode where it all goes down. Uh, yes. Luke P is, as we've alluded to, a lunatic on steroids. He's nice. uh, bot, body is my temple guy. He's the guy who's does CrossFit. Uh, had horrible demons. Uh, the demons being that he crushed way too much ass in high school. I fucked too much. Uh, and it it, <laughs> it to, caused had, a had post traumatic. Had to get right with himself. Yeah, and uh, he found God. But uh, get Stop. him. In, in, no, no, God found him in the shower. Get it right. God <laughs> called to him while he was in the shower and basically said, "Dude, you need to stop fucking so many women. Stop it." And that's how he changed. Yeah, what he told us. God told him in the shower. Those <laughs> demons. Now, yeah. Luke, Luke P, uh, Luke S is the very opposite of Luke P in many ways. Luke oh, S, yeah. you could Wimp. tell, hasn't played many sports. Political, you could tell, skinny. He's he's very pounds soaking yeah. wet. Yeah. yeah, very sensitive. Yeah. He dresses really nice. Real into very, his tequila very, brand. Very metrosexual. Yeah. And yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. But he's another guy accused of promoting himself and his brand. But um, so, anyways, and maybe maybe reality, Steve, maybe somebody sent him like a cell phone footage of the actual hit to get so we can get the real story. But at some point during the match, uh, Luke P stiff arms Luke S, and 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 judging by who you believe, Luke S kind of. Gives him uh like cusses at him, gets Doubt up it. with with fists, Doubt I it. guess. Doubt it. And Hard Luke P just just takes him and body slams him, and supposedly knees him in the head on the way up. You didn't that, see it in the background. We saw. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. He just rewind dumps it. Does, him. Does the does the replay yeah. show it? Yeah, he does if like a want, double leg. It's like the camera is focused on Hannah, but you see the body slam in the background. Yeah. Okay, but you didn't see what led up to it. No, no. Which seems to be the point of contention. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone anyone uh, had a, anyone argued the fact that there was a body slam. It's just what led up to it. How much did Lucas bring it on? Anyways, it caused a big thing. Uh, people started hating on Luke P. Lucas wouldn't accept his apology. Yep. And you knew that that would be the topic of the cocktail hour. Went on forever. Am I missing anything from the rugby match, guys? Couple that, things. Uh, you guys? Couple things. The um, after the post production edition of all the like 
hard, like crushing sound effects on all the tackles. Like you're all of a sudden your subwoofers hitting. You're like, what's going on here? And you realize that they've, they've added the sounds of tackling to the actual tackling in the rugby match. First of all, B, this Kevin guy breaks his shoulder and then very dramatically they have to cut his jersey off of him, which I thought was a very nice touch to the episode and didn't get enough play. Poor Kevin. And how do these guys not get together and go, look, this is a rugby thing, but I'm not trying to fucking break a tooth while I'm trying to get famous on the show. How about we just play it like it's two hand touch. You get you get your hands on me and then we just both softly fall to the ground as though I've been tackled. How do you not make an agreement before the game? This is how it's going to go. Why are people actually fucking tackling each other? And Tim Tebow's got a broken shoulder now. What is this? How is this happening? Because Luke P is on the date. Yeah, that's, that's the, the only reason it's happening. <laughs> I guarantee the reason this date was scheduled was because they knew what they were going to get out of Luke P. In yeah, this episode. Right. You're right. You're right. He is the guy that at the gym yeah. he's got his carton of water. He's got his jug of water yeah. out of the out of the milk carton thing. Mm-hmm. He, I, I'd be shocked if this guy doesn't have five tubs of whey protein in his cupboards right now. Pre-workout. Um, he's drinking pre, oh, during, and post-workout. During and post-workout drinks. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was obvious it was scheduled because they knew that he would, you know, I, I think one thing that also, like, we've seen three episodes of Luke P up to this point, and it was just, everyone's got an opinion on this guy and all of, pretty much 98% of America hates him from the interruptions to the intensity to the, I love you after, you know, on the first date and whatnot. But I think Luke P really summed up his whole being in one sentence. And he said it before the rugby match started. Oh oh yeah. He said one thing and it summed him up. It summed up what we've seen so far. It sums up what we're going to see for the rest of his time on this show. He said, I played high school football, and I'm like, boom, that's it. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> I now know everything I need to know about Luke yeah. <laughs> because he has he is he is the and then and then knowing that he's like a CrossFit junkie, like yes. CrossFit junkie and high school football, like boom, we got it. We well, know exactly what he is. At one like. at one point, somebody steps in front of him, might have been Connor, and takes a pick six away. <laughs> to the house and it's they just kind of zoom in on luke's face and he's just got that fucking dead eye (laughs) look just nothing behind the eyes but almost it looks like he's about to cry like whatever's happening on that field is so important to him and he thinks that if he's physically dominant on the rugby pitch that somehow the chick hannah is gonna be like oh well this this guy's fucking husband material. I got to, I got to marry this guy that's trying to injure people on a TV show. Yeah. He, he thinks if I have enough rage and I'm drooling out of my open mouth enough, she'll think this is sexy. Yes. And, and you do have to kind of give the, uh, the energy, the energy of this rugby match. You kind of got to put it at Hannah a little bit, you know, I mean, the producer's, do this but her chanting blood sweat and tears i think she put blood sweat and tears on the on the invite she actually said after uh tim tebow uh, hurt his shoulder 
She says, I mean, I wanted it rough and I wanted them for to, to tackle each other and stuff, but I didn't want anyone to get hurt. It's like, yeah. so you, you put grown men who've never played a sport into a very violent sport and you, and you wanted them to tackle each other, but you didn't want anyone to get hurt. And the whole point of rugby yeah. is to tackle, maul, and run over right. the person with the ball, I think. I mean, yes. like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with Jason on this in terms of I have no idea how to score in rugby or what the point is of anything, but I do know that when I've watched rugby on TV, it's just running and tackling somebody. It's That's a, it. it's a lot, I'm- it's a lot like that game that we used to play at recess back in the day and you play it with a football, but it really didn't matter any kind of ball it could be played with. And whoever had the ball, you had to tackle that person. What was the name of that game, Jason? <laughs> Something that rhymed with smear. smear oh, the right. Can't, smear, smear the deer? I feel like they're not playing that game anymore in yeah. elementary school. I think that's kind of they, they play it. It's just called something much different. So meanwhile, the Lukes, everyone's, the Lukes are fighting. Everybody's fighting about the Lukes. It's the whole Lukes thing. And the, <laughs> and the, um, but it's still, the group date's still going on. So they're doing their little after date cocktail party. And my guy, Garrett, I got three favorites on the show. Yeah, it's basically the only three guys' names I know. Garrett, Tyler, the remaining Tyler, and Grant. And I've, Grant hasn't got a lot of screen time. He's from San Clemente. I think he might be off the show soon. So I might, it might be down to Garrett and Tyler for me. But Garrett, he's my kind of guy because he cruises in. He's got a fucking like red blazer on. He's, the hair is all done. Like he is a total player. And she's like, you know, I kind of thought you were a player. And then he doesn't do anything while he's communicating her to show anything other than the fact that he is a total player. And then he's like, Hey, I just want you to know I've been thinking about it. And I just want to tell you, I'm really crushing on you. <laughs> and this that like is that a, a, a phrase to say to Dude, a girl now? It's, I'm, yes. I'm crushing on you. Yes. It, I, it, think, I, what, I want. I want to say it's a southern thing. Like, he, isn't he a golf pro from Alabama? I don't is know. From no. oh, are they both from Alabama? He, this is yeah. why Hannah's the perfect bachelorette, though, because she's she's does pageants, and but she's also pretty dumb. So like this kind of stuff works on her, and then so then they have like this little like surfacey conversation where he is just doing what any guy like him would do to any girl at a bar, like just totally working <laughs> her in the conversation. And then the, the, that, you know, that goes away and then it comes time to give out the rose and she's uh, and you're like, Oh, she's got to give it to the guy with the broken shoulder. Right? Like fuck it, this guy's probably going to need surgery. Like he's fucked. And you're like, that that's, you know, you get injured, you should get compensation. But she goes, I just want to give, um, I'm going to give my rose to the one person who I felt like, really opened up to me and out here garrett here's here's the road and he he opened up to her by saying hey i'm crushing on you <laughs> it's so stupid he, put, he, it's he, amazing. He, he he just did exactly what any uh cocky ex-jock yes. does at at any woman that and, and she fell for it but so before the before the rose is given away uh a, a seminal moment in the show, and maybe the entire season happens. This is uh, Luke P uh, gets pulled in by her um, into a private conversation. She wants to she wants to talk about his rage and what's going on in the field. What the hell happened out there with you and Luke S? He tells his version of the story. 
he basically says that it was him in self-defense. He really thought this little skinny twerp was going to throw on him. Uh, so he had to tackle him at full force and knee him in the head. <laughs> so, so even if he was going to throw on you, Luke, he, you could have right. beaten him by flicking him with your fingers. Like, <laughs> right, hundred percent. So, yes. So uh, Santa B, Hannah B's kind of buying it and everything, and then and then Luke P drops uh, the bomb of the episode and says, "And by the way, you know, back at the house, I've never once heard him talk about you. All he wants to talk about is this new liquor brand." And uh, again, for, yeah, for the second time in this in this episode, the, you kind of break the fourth wall. These guys are on this show for reasons other than to fall in love. They openly admit it and are now using it against each other. And I think that there's a, uh, there, you know, Luke S did not do a great job of defending himself. If 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 one thing is for sure with these guys, whenever they are confronted with a lie or something, they're awful at trying to explain themselves. What and is tell that? The what is it, that? Just they're explain just, it. I think they're just too stupid or yeah. the, the, the editors do a pretty good job of making them look. I think it's a little bit of both, but so that she brings Luke S in to get his side of the story. And he just kind of, um, you know, falls all over himself trying to, trying to get the words out. And it was just so funny how he was like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I have a new, to, I I have a new tequila brand, and you know, and I, I, he stopped just short of being at like, you know, it's called Luke S, and it's distributed in three states right now. But it's not, it's de definitely not the focus of why I'm here for you. <laughs> but great. but he does a he does a horrible job of of defending himself. She walks away more confused than ever, and it basically takes the entire date of guys going up to her and telling him or telling her that Luke P is a lunatic. He's not here uh, for the right reasons. And she starts to really feel down about Luke P. Yes. Both, both Luke's are going home. Right. I mean, I don't need you to confirm that reality, Steve. Uh, here's something I, I, I got to throw in my line that I say every episode. Do you want me to, <laughs> Yes. No, no, I don't want you to. But here's something I would like you to spoil if you could. Yeah. Yes or no. You know, the show's done filming. Luke P. Is he currently in a federal prison awaiting trial for several grizz grizzly murders? <laughs> No, not that I know of. Oh, okay. All right. He's, he's, uh, I, I've checked his Instagram here and there, and it's a lot of CrossFit pictures that you would, as you would expect. Right. Uh, well, he will do a murder eventually. Mark my words. I've said it before on the show. I will say it again. Luke P. will commit a murder. It might not be this year. It might not be this month, but it will happen eventually. Mark my words, guaranteed. So she gives the rose to Garrett. Who completely pulled the wool over her eyes? The Luke P. Luke S. was the subject of the entire date and the after party, and to be continued. And we come back from a break now. She's uh, she's chosen Tyler C. to go out on a date with. Now we've had our um, we've had our feelings about Tyler C. from the very beginning. We, I think, my initial impression of the guy was. You know, because he comes off love as him. this extremely love like 
basically the um didn't we say that he's like he's the guy in the 80s movie the yeah. rich guy that has the gorgeous girlfriend that yeah. the nerd is trying to date totally. he's that guy totally. in every single 80s movie who's real good looking good-looking, uh really well dressed from yeah. florida he's and, got it but, all but but he just he seemed to just have either that asshole behind him or he was like being ironic and wasn't taking himself too seriously and she chose him for the the one-on-one date here is there anything that you can give us about tyler that the world doesn't know steve and that our world doesn't know anything about his background anything that's interesting about him former quarterback at wake forest shut up i didn't know that transferred to fau and played tight end for fau up up that's a big reveal yeah, he, I mean, he didn't. He didn't get much run at Wake Forest. You look Still. at his stats; like he was like the backup to somebody. I don't remember yeah. even know who it was, but it wasn't too long ago because Tyler's, I think, twenty five or twenty six. Like yeah, maybe he's twenty six. Yeah. Okay, so and, and, like and he was years ago at Wake Forest and transfer. Amazing. And, and he he was the guy in the vignette who is now building houses with his shirt off, dancing footloose and yeah. throughout houses. That's yeah, right. Oh, that's him. That's him. Yeah. Got it. That's him. That's him. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so quarterback and then transfer, change, switch positions because pretty, pretty much means he wasn't very good right. at playing quarterback and told him, hey, why don't you uh, go to tight end? Uh, we're, we're, we're short on tight ends. And he yeah. played tight end at FAU. Good athlete. Receiver. Um, or maybe he's, receiver or something like that. He's got a, uh, I love him. He's my favorite guy on the show. Very confident, <laughs> very douchey. Um, he's perfect. He's perfect for the show. I want him to go all the way. Um, they, he had a good date except their date. So he gets a one-on-one and their date is awful going out on some smelly ass fishing boat. Uh, Awful date. Pulling up stinky, heavy lobster traps where you're getting all wet. What? I don't want to do manual labor. It's like those people that are like, Oh, I'm going, what are you doing for your vacation? Oh, we're going to a uh, working pig farm. We're going to work on the pig farm. Why the fuck would you do that? Like, they, I want to go to a beach somewhere. Like, how is this a date? They're out there working. It looked awful. Like sweaty, smelly, and they're just. I to me, to me, it's like um, it just kind of sums up like Newport, Rhode Island. Like, if you're going to go to that dreary place, you're going to do something smelly and stinky and shitty. Um, it was really, it really kind of uh, symbolized the entire uh, destination, I thought. It was cold. There's nothing worse. A, there's nothing worse than being on a boat. B, right. there's nothing worse than being on a boat when it's fucking freezing cold outside. Awful. Uh, but this Tyler, again, he and he and Garrett are cut no, from the, the same way, cloth. By the way, yeah. By the way, I, I felt like the entire date, they probably spent like seven hours on in the ocean. Yeah. The entire date was to set up one line. And when she uh when he or she caught a particularly nice lobster, they said, You're a great catch. Uh, he but also he said, Do you want some tail? And then that's when they were I don't like think he said that, did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And that's and she's like, ha ha ha. She thought it was real funny. And then they were like feeding each other little bits of lobster. That the that how, how much tail do you think that guy was getting at FAU so as much. a wide receiver on the football team? So much. A lot. Just quite a bit. I can imagine yeah. it was quite a lot. Wonder if God told him he needed and, to and, stop too. I don't think so. I don't think and, so. And, and by, <laughs> by the way, 
by the way, she she kind of calls him on that too. Um, you know what what Tyler C lucked into in this whole thing was that he he started the date with her very dramatic after the the Battle of the Loops, and yeah, he yeah. was able to console her in a very it, it was really funny and and him being a quarterback makes all the sense in the world as he's as he's entering the date. You know, they do that stupid thing where she jumps in his arms and puts her legs around right. him. Who does that? And but but you could but you could tell at the same time she's been affected, like she's been crying. She's does she's not her cheerful self. Yeah, she's hanging and out it on takes the dock. Him, but if you rewatch it, it takes him a solid two minutes, two minutes of actual like showtime editing to realize that anything's wrong with her. Yeah. The guy is so caught up. And trying to look cool on the camera, it takes him a few times. Like, man, this is great. How you doing? Hey, this is awesome. Hey, and like, eventually, she just reveals to him that she's not having a good day. And then he goes right into sympathetic consolation mode and throws her a bunch of cliches, wins her over for the rest of the date. And he he was quick to take credit for it a couple of times. In the in the uh, the on camera interviews, he kept saying, "I'm glad I was here to pick her up. I'm glad yes. I was the guy that could yes. pick her up." And then he actually said that to her face at dinner. I'm glad I was the guy that could pick you up today. Also, he really wanted to get credit for that. He also he had the the my dad almost died story holstered, and he played it to perfection. Where he's like, you know, and I just wasn't going to come because I had to, you know, I had to sign my dad's death certificate <laughs> and. Uh, but you know, he's started doing better. And thing is, we used to watch the bachelor all the time together. And, we, and my dad told me, you got to go get this girl. And I it, obviously <laughs> like such a fucking made up story. Bullshit, no, no one, yeah. no one has ever watched a, an episode, let alone two multiple episodes of the bachelor with their dad. Hey dad, you come, you want to come over and watch the fucking bachelor with me? Especially a dude. A like dude. maybe a, Maybe a daughter will watch it Maybe. with her dad, but no, dude. I, I've never, no, no, never. And I've, I, speaking uh, from a guy who's been accused of watching something with dudes. Um, <laughs> but now the, uh, if, if if his if his grandfather is of any the same lineage, uh, white privileged athlete, yeah, I'm guessing that conversation was more like, dude. You need to go on and crush that ass yes, and then yes. be the bachelor and crush yes. 30 asses. Yeah. You gonna hit that or what? <laughs> Gotta bump up those IG numbers if you're gonna if you're gonna close Poon like your old man did back in the day. It's just it's just the, it's seriously the biggest problem I have with this show, and just maybe because I'm in it and involved in it so much and have come to know a few of these people, not any of Hannah's guys, but I'm just talking about past contestants and in talking with them. It's just I just don't believe anything that anyone says on the show at all because number one, they know they're being filmed. And number two, they know they're being filmed and being judged now with social media and how big it is that anything anyone says on the show, I just feel like they're just saying that because they know that's what the other person wants to hear. We we said this, we said this about Colton last season, Colton, Colton. I always felt like he was a bachelor franchise made robot. Yeah. Everything he said was a regurgitation of something he had heard on The Bachelor. Like he just kind of, it was almost like it was a computer in his head. He went down to that specific answer when he needed it and he just said it. And a lot of these exchanges are just 
those same cliched things that they think they're getting ahead with. But then all they're saying is complete, you know, innocuous shit that shouldn't get them anywhere. Um, and this guy, this guy was no different, but he, 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 he won the date. He yeah. got the rose. Oh, sure. Fell for it. Love him. I mean, if, great. if you compare the both, if you compare both one-on-one dates in tonight's episode, I think she's attracted to Jed and I think she likes Jed. She is goo goo gaga over time. I mean, I don't even think those dates are on the same wavelength. I think she is so much more into Tyler than she was, than she was Jed. So, but I'm not saying she doesn't like Jed. I'm just saying that the way I saw her act with Tyler and this, their interaction I don't even think it was close. If you I think it was. I think everything you're saying was made very clear when you saw how passionate they were at dancing and making out to the all Caucasian Jake Owen. country, but but not country band. Jake Owen. Now, does this guy actually have some traction? I feel like he does. Like last, last week's Danish band. He was just on. He was just a judge on one of the singing shows. I, I believe. I, I oh, just saw it? him on. Um, the voice? God, he on? No, he didn't judge the voice, but he was on. God, I just totally blanked on him. But um, yeah, no, he's a little more. No, that Lucas Graham dude last week. It's like, who, <laughs> what? Lucas Graham? Yeah. Dude, we, we had this conversation. You, ju- you just did what Brian did last week. Brian said this guy, Lucas Graham. Yeah, it's the guy. It's <laughs> the, the singer. It's like Pink Floyd. It's Lucas Graham is the band. Lucas is that's just impossible. the that's last impossible. name of the lead singer. No, that's impossible. Yes. <laughs> Wait, Lucas Graham wasn't that guy that was singing? That's not his name? It's the band. Don't, Lucas believe, Graham. don't believe him, Steve. No one so knows who's for the sure. the guy that was singing? What's his name? Go to Wikipedia. No, the, the guy's last name is Lucas. Her first name is Lucas, but Graham is not his last name. It's Lucas Graham is the combination name for the band. Unbelievable. Like Pink Floyd. Lucas Graham pop band. Lucas Graham. Yes. Lucas Graham is a Danish pop and soul band. It consists of lead vocalist Lucas Forchhammer. Oh my yeah. god! Well, that's yeah. he's got his middle name's probably Graham. Huh? Lucas no. Graham Forchhammer. <laughs> drummer Mark Falgren and bassist Magnus Larson. Of course, Sweet they got Mag- a Lucas, a Falgren, and a Magnus. Of course in they band. do. I wonder they're from Denmark. That's what you need. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought that was his name. <laughs> All right. So the the always the always popular um, part of of the episode where they take Jake the, the couple into watch one person sing a song to them, and yeah. they have to d- dance together. And, and Tyler was getting after yeah, it on was. the makeout. His yeah. his hands were. On top of her ass, there was some grinding. I believe she, I believe she rubbed her ass like against. See, she had like her back to him at one point and kind of rubbed her ass against his dick. Yeah, it's which, uh, is, which is a tell. Yeah, that's a it, it was hot and heavy. Tyler C. Um, just kind of snuck into the top three with this date. Yeah, he's there. I think Peter's there. Let's not forget that on a group date last week, she got her legs up around Peter. He had her like pinned against the wall and they were doing a hardcore grinding sesh. And also I happen to be watching this episode with friend of the show, Fancy Sauce, and she thinks Peter's cute. So I feel like Peter's 
due to make a well, run here. They were they were all they, telling me they think Peter's got a Ben Higgins vibe to him. I could see that. He's safe. Yeah. He's safe. Yeah. He's boring. But they, but they were they almost had sex in the totally. uh, cocktail party. They yeah. were like they they were laying down making out with each other in the cocktail party. It it it, it just goes to show you how far this show has come. I mean yeah. The franchise, it used to be like a thing when they used to make out. It used to, But now, that obviously, they make out on the first date and shit. But this season, like, what? The one time uh, Luke P was just about ready to have sex with her when Jed walked in on him. He had yep. his, his shirt off sure, and she's shit. She's playing with his nipples. Yeah, this guy's this guy basically rolling around with her in, in front of the fireplace. And by the way, I, I'm, I have to think, because I don't go online during these episodes and no. stuff. How much attention, Steve, has um, has Hannah B's complexion and oh. or her red nose been yeah. a subject online? Oh, What's up with the red nose? She actually went on a podcast last week. I didn't listen to it, but someone reported it to me because in my column last week, I'm like, why is her nose constantly red? Is she sick? Right. Is it cold outside? Why is it constantly red? I've just never noticed this with any other lead before where it's clearly visible every single date and she said it last week on a podcast that she did and, I, <laughs> and, I'm, and, and now i'm drawing a blank on what her answer was uh, not aids uh, well but wh- uh, while you think of it it, it was last week where she just kind of casually had that morning in the hospital where she needed fluids like it happens all the time they really like, breeze past that thing. didn't they very, very strange thing where she's like, I just got dizzy. What? Yeah. Who gets taken to the, I don't know. Nobody. She's like 27. Come on. But, but whoever is in the makeup person, like the on the spot makeup person off camera yeah. has to work like overtime and she's not really doing a great job. No. Her nose, every time yeah, powder that nose, every time the temperature drops under a certain point, it's Shiny like that nose. nose gets red like Rudolph's. I wonder if it's because she's had a nose job and there's something like it doesn't get enough blood flow or something. I, I, I think, I think it's so because I've seen pictures of her pageant days and she, she kind of looks, looks exactly the same. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, Brian's theory last week was the reason why she just kind of casually has to go to the hospital for fluids is because she was bulimic, some kind of eating disorder. It'd be maybe that red nose is some kind okay, of a, a reaction to that. Be. I, found, I found the answer. Okay. On the podcast last week, she mentioned, this is what someone wrote to me. She mentioned she was on Accutane for her acne before the show, so her face is redder than usual. She cracks jokes about it because she was saying how she always has to take breaks during cocktail parties to repowder her nose after kisses because her makeup rubs off and she knows her nose is so red. That, ac- that Accutane is no joke. That is a strong fucking drug and should not be taken like lightly. And that like, could what does be- it do? like what does it do when you're on it? How do you uh- – it supposedly has like a lot of psychoactive effects in people and it's, it's just a strong, strong drug that, that has sort of the side effect of drying out your skin. So you don't get as many, as much acne. I was actually talking about this with somebody and look, I, you know, it, people have skin issues all the time. Um, you know, it's, it's, this isn't a diss on her, but if you remember back to last season with Colton, Hannah had a couple episodes where yes. she 
really broke out on her face. Oh, yes. So it makes sense to me that she's on Accutane because it was very, very noticeable last season. The one one I remember was when they had the pool party and she was talking to the one girl telling her about her issues with Kaylin in the pageant world. Yep. Yeah. And it was a huge breakout that yes. day. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's like there's nothing she can do. All she can do is take medicine and hope it doesn't flare up. But she definitely had some bad flare up days last season. So that didn't make sense that she's on Accutane. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the, sh- the show wraps up or it doesn't wrap up. It's a cliffhanger episode. Uh, Steve, we don't need you to confirm this because we know you already know. Jason Stewart, both Lukes are going home next week, right? Like there's the only thing, the only possible thing that she could do because Luke S is so boring. He's such a dud. He's Mr. Beta. He's not going to win the show. He adds nothing. So I don't fucking care if he goes for if even right. if it's for the wrong reasons. Luke P, he's the more interesting, but he's run his course. Everybody hates him. We've had three episodes of him. They're not going to let him just hang around the entire season. This is kind of like the Chad uh the Chad playbook where he's I, just gonna he's it's time for him to go. I don't know. I Steve already knows the answer to this, but I'm just gonna say that I think Lucas does go home. She's she's dumb enough to uh to not believe him. And then the show really needs Luke P because he is the Chad of this season and they need to see what happens next. I will say this last week that boring ass contestant server Jonathan, um, yep. he did not do himself any favors by getting in, into it with Cam. Right? They both got sent home. Yep. If you know you, the two guys with drama, you just send them both home. And so I, I kind of lean towards what you're saying, but I think that the show will will keep Luke P. Interesting. Uh, but we'll see next week. We'll see next week. I, I will say this: um, Luke Luke P. did kind of a dirty move. And Very just to dirty. explain it to the listeners, and uh, I, I honestly didn't think he was smart enough. I didn't think he had this in him. I, I was shocked. That's how you know he's a sociopath. That yeah, he, that so, he does stuff like this. So Lucas confronts him in a, a fairly articulate way and says, "Hey, man, I just want to let you know she does not trust me right now, and it's it's because of what you told her about my t- tequila company that opens, you know, nationwide in in most liquor stores next 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 month." Um, <laughs> It's it's almost everything everything has to do with what you told her about my tequila company, and I really don't uh, I really don't appreciate that. And you know that's not true. Do you actually think I'm I'm not here for the right reasons? Luke P says no. I think you're here for the right reasons. The guys in the cocktail hour little waiting room there say, all right, well you need to you need to go into Hannah and tell her that what you said about Luke S was wrong, and that you do think he's there for the right reasons. This guy tells the room that he'll he's going to go do that right now. He goes in there and doubles down. He says to her, yeah. "Luke S made me come in here and say good things about him." <laughs> I did not think this guy had it in him. He he's you're right. He's just he's cold blooded, and it was a dirty move. And Luke S even admitted afterwards because not only did he, did Luke P do this, Hannah tells Luke S. The entire room knows it, and Luke P just kind of says, just denies it in the entire room. <laughs> no, I didn't do it. I didn't it's do great. that. And they're like, we all, we all, we heard you. We all heard you. Yeah. And but oh. meanwhile, it's like she was she listening from the other room because then she comes in and she's no. like, I need to talk to you both. And I'm like, well, didn't you just hear? Well, well, she, she they they edited it like she may have heard it, but right. no, I think she was. Just, they yeah. just kind of went Brought back and in. forth. Now. So the episode ends with her saying, I need to talk to you both. 
judging by how Lucas uh, had no idea how to defend himself in the first date, I have a feeling that Luke P is going to trample him when they uh, when they do the uh, the two on one session, and I think he gets a rose next week. Interesting, interesting. I don't see that. I don't see that happening. Uh, okay. Uh, one thing I want to ask you, Reality, before we wrap up, Tyler G's exit last week. Anytime anyone has ever left the show, it's been a made a big deal. Who can forget, and this isn't maybe the best example, well, a couple seasons ago on Ari's season, some broad's uh, grandma died, and so she had to bounce home, and it's like, is she coming back? She's not coming back. It was like a whole thing. They got like a whole episode out of it, and who could forget the time that that dude Eric died in a uh, hang gliding accident just after while the show was still filming. He just left. You know, He was like a week one cast off, but they had to go to Chris Harrison's house he's like every andy dorfman and all the other guys he's like come over to my house we got to talk about this they make a big deal of it this tyler g last week leaves the show he's a character on the show like he's he's first one on one day into the season that means you're probably up there in her ranks of guys i want to get to know totally 100 percent. like he's not just one like there's still there's 15 guys now there's four guys whose name I know. This guy was a guy whose name I knew. And so they just come back from break and, and Hannah's like, so Tyler G had to leave and that's too bad. Cause I, I was looking forward to having a connection. And then, so then Jason Stewart and I, you know, we're not spoiler people. So Jason kind of Googles it and it, and it's like, Oh, he, he was, he's been accused of misogyny, which is like not a fireable offense really. So it has to be deeper than that. And then it's like, he may have, um, spit on a girl in high school or something. And I was like, this just seems like not enough. Like there's not like anybody can be accused of anything. Anybody you went to high school with could say anything about you. So I was like, I wanted to get, I was trying to swoop Tyler G before a bigger name like reality. Steve was able to get a hold of him. So I was messaging with him on Instagram, trying to get him to come on this podcast and explain himself. Unfortunately, it seems that he's not no longer communicating to me. I, I sent him a link to the show, so maybe it's not his kind of thing. But I want to know, do you know more about Tyler G? What exactly happened there? Is is there a reason he should be hiding from the world right now? There were three women who That's contacted producers of this show to tell producers things that happened between them and Tyler in their past relationships and whatever those women told the producers, they felt it was strong enough to get him off the show immediately. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Three people. Um, yeah, so it wasn't just, oh, he spit on me a few years ago. It yeah. was, I mean, apparently that was one of the accusations, yeah. but, you know, it's out there. But if you dig deep, there, it, it is out there on the internet if you, sure. if you look hard enough. But obviously, but it, it brings us to another point in regards to this show now and kind of what you were saying is that, Dude, if you're a guy on this show, because it's yep. more it's more so with the guys. We had the Lincoln issue last season and yep. then Leo being a complete douche and the way he treated women. If you're a guy that's going on this show, just be really close and good friends with all your exes because <laughs> they're coming. Yeah, <laughs> and they're coming sure. to tell stories if you ever did them wrong and yeah. you go on this show. And whether or not their intentions are right and, you know um, – you can't you can't tell these women they didn't have a right to come forward because they have a right to say anything they want. Sure. 
But I'm just saying now, if you're a guy on this show, it's a, we're, in a, we're living in different times now. And if yeah. you're going to put yep. yourself out there on this show, you better not have anything remotely yeah. bad that you did with an ex. And Squeaky clean. Because just think, it is whether it's fair or not, there is a chance it could get out there yep. and they might talk. And yeah, for Tyler's situation, it wasn't like production – like. I know for a fact production was in contact with three women who used to physically be involved yeah. with Tyler in relationships that said he did this. Right. And he felt it was strong enough to take him off the show. So that's all you needed to know. How about that? I, I think that yeah. there's a, but there, but, but there is, I think the, the unanswered question here and the thing that kind of bothered Brian and I, and the show usually takes these departures and, and kind of makes a moment of it. And at the very least, maybe they could have used it to do some cheesy message about how to handle women or something. The fact that she just glossed over it with zero explanation on the show tells me that there's something um, something that the show felt that they were complicit in. In other words, just casting a guy who mistreated women, I don't think was... I don't think that that's something the show should be ashamed of. You can't be, you can't catch everything, yeah. but something, something tells me the way this went down, that the show knows and is, and is guilty of something and they just want to move past it. Is, well, isn't that the case? They probably don't want to be sued by Tyler G. Yeah. yeah. I, I was told these women didn't, these women told the production what happened, but they also said, we don't want to go on record with anything. Yeah. We don't want, there was no, you know, no charges were filed and anything like that. So basically the show had no option but to basically say either we leave them on there and this gets out and people are going to be talking about it or we just take them off and sweep it under the rug. The fact that, you know, when I saw it last week, the one thing that struck me was the fact that Hannah's response for a girl who, if you see enough of her on social media, definitely promotes women empowerment. I don't think they even told her what the what the actual reason Tyler had to leave was. I don't. I think they either lied to her or just told her, "Look, it'd just be best if we don't get into this yeah. with you. Just know he needs to leave the show." Because her answer, if they told her three women have come forward from his past and accused him of this, this, and this, we are removing him from the show. Unless she just flat out decided to go along with them and lie to the public, I don't think her answer would have been. I'm sorry to see Tyler go. I was disappointed in our connection. Totally. I think it would have been more of, I'm disappointed in what I heard about this guy, and I'm yep. glad he's gone. Yeah, totally. You know? So I don't even think so, they told her, to be honest with you. I'm sure she knows now. She doesn't seem like a real question asker. Yeah, or she, like I said, she could have just been playing along. It's like, all right, what do you want to say? How do you want me to play this knowing what I know? And Team player. You know, nothing about the accusations have been brought up. Every story that's been written on it, the people have said, we reached out to ABC for comment, and they had none. ABC is basically just distancing themselves from the whole situation, which I guess in their position, Smart. they kind of have to at this point. Yep. Like, they got to. say These girls don't want to come forward and put their name to it, but yet you felt it was serious enough he needed to be off the show. You yep. basically got to do what you did. I mean, I guess yep. Yep. edit to them for something, that, the way they handled it, which they usually don't handle things like this well at all. I mean, I, I guess because – the Lincoln stuff last year was totally on them. For some reason, him being convicted of groping somebody on a cruise ship yeah. and it being actually a legal issue, yeah. they somehow, the third party that they hired to do their work, couldn't find it. That's Didn't crazy. see it, 
it, they, it, it got past them. When, you, when they're interviewing these guys in the application process and you're going through it, do you think any of these guys are admitting, yeah, I did this with an X and I did this with an X? No. So it's like, that's what I'm saying. You got to be a lot more careful going on these shows now because stuff with X's and what you did with an X and maybe you did a, had a threesome that's going to come out, like whatever the case may be, that's not getting found out by production during an application process yeah. of this show. So nobody's going to admit it. So. so you're saying if they eventually do, as I've been advocating for many years, they do an an older version of The Bachelor and say maybe you're a guy in his mid to late 40s that at one point was accused of watching porno in a dorm room with nine other dudes. Would you yeah. – is that something you would keep to yourself or would you immediately be like, hey, I have something I want to disclose before we go any further? I think that's something you definitely disclose, yeah. but yeah. I, th- I think mo- I think most guys have done that, so that wow. I don't think anyone would have a problem. Wow. With wow. Well, what about what about a guy? What about an older guy who's going through this process and is asked, "Have you ever turned down free oral <laughs> at the National <laughs> Sports Grill?" <laughs> for, for Do you make like- something like that right away? Or that, is, that that is something you keep hidden for. You never admit to that. You, you never, you're there. That's people have gotten the details of that wrong for many years. You never, ever admit to that. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. Steve, you know, we're, we're going over your, your bio here and your profile and we got a call from a coach, Tom, yes. from your past. Tom at the national. <laughs> the national and orange. And, uh, he, uh, he said you turn down free oral. I don't know if that's going to fly on this show. You really want that? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so at the at the end of last year, and, and I'm not saying you give us a spoiler, but I, I will I will allow a tease. Like at the end of last year, the Colton season, um, it was the most shocking ending in the history of the show. The most dramatic ending. Um, is there anything that even comes close to a dramatic ending in this thing? Is there anything that? Is there like a, on a scale of one to ten, like a, a an eight point five on the Richter of, of shocking events, or is this kind of a pedestrian season that you've seen or heard? Not that I've heard of as of yet. I don't have any details regarding the finale, other than I, you know, I was told who she picked. There is something that happens later on in the season, but not in the finale. That is. I mean, it, it'll. I'm sure they'll tease the hell out of it, and it'll be a. And it's definitely a first that has happened on this show. Ooh. Oh, oh! Doesn't happen in the finale, but happens later on, and it's interesting. I mean, it's like I said, it's a first that I can mm. remember happening. Um, but wow! Well, you'll know when you heard it. <laughs> interesting. Wow! You heard it, fans. Okay. You heard it. It's. it's Reality Steve just went on the uh, Bachelor Lifestyle podcast, and without admitting it, and in so many words, he's, he had just admitted <coughs> that uh, Hannah B is the first to do Ano on the wow. show. Oh, Chase, do Chase, do time and place, buddy. Uh, all right, that let's let's close on that. I really appreciate it. Reality well, be, before before we before we close anything, yeah. we got we have to promote a very special event. Oh, that's since, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Everyone listening to this podcast are huge uh, Bachelor did, franchise did my fans. Did invite to this get lost in the mail or what? <laughs> no, it's only been no, out there last year. You have an open invitation that you never seem to accept. Yeah. If, yeah, if you turn down an invite so many times, it stops coming. <laughs> so the uh, so Steve, Reality Steve is having his annual fan appreciation night in Vegas. Amazing. Um, if you want to go, you can't. It's all booked up. But I wanted to give Steve a chance to talk about what the night is and how much he appreciates his fans. How many years? How many years has the Reality Steve website, blog, blog? Twitter. How many years have you been up and running? Oh, gosh, I want to say oh three. Sixteen wow. years. Sixteen years I've been doing this. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and uh, this will be the, the party. This is the fifth year that I've had it. The first four years have all been at Mandalay. This year I decided to kind of, well, I say step my game up, even though the hotel is a lot older. Than Mandalay. <laughs> um, but the venue of where the party is at is can hold a lot more people. Um, in the past, I think the first year we had a little in the like in the forties for the amount of people that showed up. And second year it was like fifty five, and then year three was like seventy. Last year we had ninety nine, and it got a little cramped in there. And that's when I was like, all right, I need to get a bigger room. Amazing. So this year it's at the Rio this Friday night um, at the Rio, and. Um, right now we have over 160 RSVP'd Amazing. that are going to be there, uh, including Jay Stu and his plus one who I have never met. Oh, interesting. So this will be interesting. But, you know, news. I, I, I witnessed, I witnessed this, uh, party last year and like, yeah. you have no idea, like you have, um, 99, uh, housewives yeah. and, and, or even like single 20 somethings that are just like, are diehard bachelor fans, but, but maybe even more the same or or more Steve reality, Steve fans. So like they, they want a piece of him. They want to talk to him. They want him to say things to them. And, you know, you get, a, you get a lot of this, like in, in the Jim Rome world, since I left, like I have a lot of these conversations where people will, will uh, know who I am or whatever. And we'll start talking about Jim Rome. And they'll ask me a question, like, what's he like to work with? And they're just waiting for me to finish so they can give me their opinion yeah. of the show That's and about me. So you see like a hundred of these exchanges with Reality Steve. A woman asks him a question like, what do you think about Tyler C or whatever? He answers. And then it, she spends the next five minutes telling him what, what she thinks. That's that's what that party is all about. But it's, it's an open bar and it's got some uh, nice uh, door prizes, cash. And, uh, and, some and, this year, and this year we've actually, so in the first four years, I've done a trivia contest where, you know, I hand out paper and pens to everybody and whoever has, I do, I gave, I gave out a hundred dollars, a hundred dollar chip for first place and, uh, $50 in chips to second place finisher. I decided after last year, because it's just so loud in there and yelling over everybody, not going to do the trivia contest anymore. We're just going to do a straight raffle, That's but cool. I've got. Yeah. I've got uh, donations from some Bachelor Nation contestants, uh, gift cards. I've, we're still going to do the cash. There's probably going to be about 10 gifts giving out. So you got a 1 in 15 chance to right. win something at this, at this party. Um, the products outside of the gift cards that are going to be, you know, there's going to be cash. There's going to be gift cards for the restaurants in Vegas that I'll buy once I get out there. Um, but 
yeah, it's just going to be, there's like Jason said, it's an open Very bar. Cool. Very cool. I, uh, there'll, there'll be finger foods there as well. And just kind of mingle and talk bachelor stuff for three or four hours and then go straight to the crab's table and hope yeah. I, hope oh, I yeah. you don't, you don't see Perez Hilton throwing parties for his fans. I'll just say that like, yeah. this is this reality. Steve is a, big deal in this world and he gives back it is a very kind thing you're doing i'm super bummed that i can't make it my it's, i don't maybe that maybe the evite went to my spam or something and i didn't see it come through um jason stewart's bringing a plus one which is interesting um jason stewart one time jason stewart and i went to the beach and he's like hold on uh, before i get there i need to um bring get a bag of sand to bring with me to the beach. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm sure the plus one is very, very nice and committed to Jason. Um, happy for you guys. I'm sad. I can't make it. Hopefully. Yeah. Next I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I don't want to, I, I really do do it for the support that I get throughout the year for my readers. It's, it's, I, like you said, I don't think any other blogger out there puts on his own. And it's nope. not like these parties where everything is sponsored nope. and this is all hookups. I paid for this hotel room. I, I paid for this room two weeks after last year's party because I wanted to so make cool. sure I secured this one. The food and the um, open bar all paid for by me. This isn't done through any sort of donations. I'm not getting right. any hookups whatsoever. It's just something I decide to do every year as a give back uh, to my fans and it's open to anybody. Like I put it out there every year. As as long as you respond, your your confirmation to my party is if you're out of state, send me your flight itinerary. And if you're in state, send me your hotel booking. And it's open to anybody. It's That's not so cool. it's secluded. Not secluded. Um, it's not, um, you know, I'm not handpicking who can go to this thing. It's yeah. basically, I knew exclusive, I was going to. Yeah. Exclusive, yes. I, I wasn't going to limit it. I, I wasn't going to leave, leave it at like, I knew my number was going to be around one. I figured 140 to 150 I could do this year. And once we got up to that number is when I said, okay, I'm just cutting it off. But anybody who emailed me up until that point, as long as they showed me that they booked their flight or booked a hotel room on the uh, list, then is on, you're on the list and that's, mm. and that's really it. So yeah, it'll be, uh. it'll be a good time. And I'm looking forward to seeing Stu out there on Friday and, um, Hopefully we have better luck at the tables than we did. Uh, than we uh, did last yeah. year. Remember how Absolutely. awful that was last year, Jason? For me, for me. Yeah, for you. Yeah, you did well. I had, yeah, it was I had awful a couple of good runs, but every time Jason came to the table, it was like cooler. It was yeah. like rock, basically. Um, cooler. Yep. Yeah, that's not a surprise. Okay, appreciate it. I'm gonna try to make it next year for sure, Steve. That sounds like an amazing party and an amazing thing you do for your fans. Uh, an amazing thing you do for us coming on the show. Thank you very much for joining us. You got it, man. Thank you. Jay Stu, Stu, you're here every week as well. Great job as always. Until next week, for Jason Stewart, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. It's my first impression, Rose. Brian Beckner, Jay Stewart, breaking down all the shows. It's The Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You grind in a limo sent home. How embarrassing, the most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. Here's the key 
streets of the fantasy suite Falls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week We're making a connection, we falling in love We chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub We starting in LA and then we travel the world We toasting champagne, we got 32 girls Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated We always speculating like you wouldn't believe But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve So it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in It's the baller lifestyle we living in the bachelor lifestyle we living in it's the ball of lifestyle lifestyle it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in it's the ball of lifestyle we living in it's the ball of lifestyle lifestyle